How's that a uh, dry January going for you, Rex? <laughs> well, just wait until you hear the sip that I have today. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very excited about I, I I don't know if I'm gonna make it through dry January with you, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, we have to wait until February to record again. I cannot be the only not sober person. <laughs> oh, shoot. You know, I actually, I did forget to take an edible before we did this. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, maybe it's good to have one sober person. So, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Welcome to episode 12 of Sips and Smacks. Welcome back, everybody. And we're excited today because we have a friend with us, our friend Sam, um, who is here to talk to us about her uh, DD relationship and uh, specifically navigating a DD relationship when you have young kids, which is something that neither Rex nor I have. I do have a child, but he's older. Um, So we kind of wanted to get, you know, some information about what what that's like. So welcome, Sam. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sips and Smacks. Uh, what are, well, we always start with the same thing, which is what are you sipping? <laughs> um, so on the, I, I guess in the, the same avenue of being parenting right now, I'm drinking Gosselin's ginger beer, which is mm. a non-alcoholic soft drink. Um, because I generally uh, get tipsy on like a glass of wine these days, <laughs> and I uh, need to be the parent tonight, so yeah. I am also sober. Nice. Okay, so it'll just be me. I'll just go crazy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Rex, what is your sober beverage of the day? I have tea. Oh, Rex. <laughs> wow. Really I know I I ran out of like even like seltzer water, so I knew that we were doing the same. Like I have nothing except <laughs> water and I guess tea. So I guess that's all I have. Is it even any like exciting tea, or is it just like Lipton? Um, it's Twining's Christmas tea. Okay, Ooh. Christmas. That sounds, yeah. that sounds nice actually. I, I have yeah. like a winter spice tea that I was actually enjoying last night because I like to keep that holiday feeling going. Um. All right. Well, I'm the only alcoholic here then. <laughs> With my, I'm having my uh, standard bourbon and diet Dr. Pepper, which um, Rex knows well. <laughs> I, I, I do. love that. It's actually really tasty. Let me just say that. Um, and yeah, when Rex and her husband were out here, I was drinking it and I got a little tipsy. I started calling it diet pepper. And then we were playing cards against Star Wars and I spilled it all over the cards. Oh, <laughs> so no. now, I know. So now half my cards are like warped because of the Diet Pepper incident. And I, I, I feel like Dan spanked me for it. Or maybe that was, did I, maybe I spilled it again at my birthday or something. I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't remember. We'll have to ask Dan because I feel like. Or I feel like there was like a, I was almost spilled it at my birthday and he was like, yeah, we're going to nip this in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> not spilling any more diet pepper you can just calm down with that so anyway but it's a it's a good drink i highly recommend it very easy to make obviously just a little splash of bourbon in there it's good so that's uh that's what we're sipping 
Uh, and then since you're our guest, Sam, we're going to ask you uh, for our smack of the week. You can <laughs> tell us what is either your favorite or least favorite or like love to hate implement. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I love I'm in my wood era right now um, and I'm really loving um, this leopard wood paddle I got on Etsy. Um, it's really funny and it's really, um, intense, but like the sting of it goes away really quite quickly. So, um, that's nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, normally I'm not like a big wood person. I would say Rex the same. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> but I'm intrigued by the sting goes away really fast. <laughs> yeah. It's from Little Red Spanking on Etsy. It's the same. It's the Miss Jolly leopard wood paddle. Okay. And it is, yeah, the sting goes away really quickly. It's really, um, yes, I'm really liking that one lately. Okay. Interesting. Awesome. We will check it out. We will put a link in the notes. Love it. Uh, all right. So that's our sip. That's our smack. Um, so yeah, moving on to, why don't you, Sam, just give us like a little, like your brief Spanko history. Like how did you kind of come to discover that you were a Spanko? How did you find your community and how did you eventually meet your partner? Yeah. So I, um, I think I fall into lifelong Spanko, um, maybe with some caveats, uh, but uh spanking's been a thing that always attracted me intrigued me um i feel like some maybe classic spanko things i didn't do when i was younger like i never looked it up in the dictionary i was about to say did you do the dictionary um, thing <laughs> rex, did, rex did you do the dictionary thing i'm just curious. oh for sure okay. yes oh, okay. <laughs> i right. love it um yeah. i did used to like lie across um swings Oh, yes. Mm, and yep. like, yeah, I used to do that. And like, imagine that I was OTK. Um, I was, yeah, no, like th- that more stuff, like stuff more like that. Um, but I um, grew up in fundamentalist Christianity and I was exposed to Christian domestic discipline. Yeah, we've talked about it. <laughs> non BDSM and perfectly valid if not preferred way to um, run a house um, in my teens. Um, And uh, yeah, I wouldn't, from a, from a therapy bills perspective, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, But (laughs) I, I, I've talked about this publicly before. Nine thousand dollars in copays at wow. the age of thirty-four. Yeah. Ooh. So like that's like a nice that's like a couple nice vacations. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you, fundamentalist yeah. Christians. <laughs> yeah. They, should, they yep. should be footing your bill. Uh-huh. <laughs> um But uh yeah, I uh found my community uh because I was outed in high school by my high school ex-boyfriend um and so kind of to head him off I talked to a couple of my close friends who are still my closest friends in the world um and told them about it and um surprise surprise when me and that high school boyfriend uh really broke up for real uh they were all very supportive in my 
trying to find other people like me search. So I have several vanilla friends that have come with me to uh, dungeons and impact parties. Um, I, the luck of the draw, grew up in the Northeast. So I had access to public transportation to get me to places like New Haven and New York um, at like a pretty, like ni- at like 19. So I had a pretty early exposure to yeah. um, the BDSM and impact scene. Um, and I'm, it took me a long time to feel like a true spanko because a lot of the maybe extra discipline never really connected with me so I think like I'm not a huge fan of mouth soaping I don't like I don't really do corner time like it doesn't like do anything for me um I don't get contemplative or anything like like it's not a punishment I don't get contemplative so a lot of the things like writing lines uh just never really connected with me but um I think my like kinky exploration when I was in my 20s like in my early 20s was really just to find other possible punishments. Um, Interesting. So, like, uh, some of the cooler thing I say cooler in the sense of, like, I, I hear some Vanillas and some people in the BDSM community say, like, just spanking. And, like, my kinky exploration is, like, okay, well, I tried fire cupping, and that <laughs> is not actually a punishment. And just um, But it did also, like, I think it did give me a pretty good sense of like what I like, what, how I can access headspace, how I can access like the disciplined feeling. Um, and I basically just like always come back to like, yeah, but can we do spanking? <laughs> um, so uh, with that like history, um, I was living um, in the city and was trying to meet friends and like through uh playing board games um and some board game meetups met um my husband's best friend who would end up being um the best man at our wedding and he they hosted a he and his wife hosted a fourth of july party and i met my husband there and um we are both the only people who were out to our vanilla friends and they were like, oh, you're both kinky. This must work. <laughs> All kinky people are like puzzle pieces. And obviously what he's into lines up with what you're into. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> my husband does not identify as a spanko. Right. Um, he is a discipline fetishist, but he does not identify as a spanko. And... Um, it's like so lucky, but um, yeah, I that's we just we met because we were out to vanillas, which is the um, like the easy answer to that. Yeah, I find it really um, interesting that like you're both into discipline, but mm-hmm. he's not into spanking and you mm-hmm. are not into sort of the side dishes that often come with spanking. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about your relationship, mm-hmm. but it's it's. It's just, that's an interesting combination and sounds like you mm-hmm. guys have maybe had to find some other ways to like yep. live out those discipline fantasies mm-hmm. and like I, I give him credit he's come around to spin I think I think the thing for him was he has his own TTWD that like took all of the focus mm-hmm. and as he got to know himself better the like he finds 
true enjoyment in spanking as well. And I also don't want it to, I really don't want it to sound like, guys, you can change your partner. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think maybe like the seed was already there. Um, so the fact that like the, the way I like experiencing it, one yeah. of those ways of thinking like work, there's work. enough of a feedback loop yeah and like rex i mean dan does not consider himself a spanko does he no no he doesn't okay. yeah so she's in the same situation where i mean he seems to enjoy it well enough <laughs> <But> yep <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> never seen him turn down an opportunity but yeah i knew that he wasn't you know kind of the childhood obsessed the way we all were mm-hmm. um so you are both examples of like you know how you can make that work with a partner who is in both your cases kinky like i don't think either of your partners are vanilla <laughs> but um <laughs> uh but yeah so anyway interesting i like to hear from the married ladies yeah um so but yeah that's sort of like our story of how we started um and then were you like were you in a dynamic from the beginning or did that kind of evolve? Like how did that work? So I, um, I had been in a dynamic. Okay. I'm putting this in quotes. I had been in dynamic with my high school boyfriend. Um, uh, and it left a, also like, let's keep in mind we were 16. So like, this was not real. Um, (laughs) as much as like a dynamic isn't real. Like this was like really not real. Um, but it, um, I just was kind of like, oh, this isn't for me. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't, I like discipline. I like the play, but I don't like the 24 seven of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had been, that, that was how I entered our marriage. Um, and it was not a thing Phil had really considered. Um, the, the person that recommended we explore a uh, um, dynamic is actually our marriage therapist. Um, we have two kiddos and um, I was on partial bed rest with a high risk pregnancy for um, the second half of 2020 and most of 2021. And it sort of broke me. Um, and when... I was in a good enough place um, to shift from like individual therapy. We went to marriage counseling to sort of uh, talk through the changes that this had brought to our relationship. And um, our marriage counselor strongly encouraged us to look into uh, dynamics and was um, that, is it because she, or I'm assuming it's a she, is it a she or yeah. he? Oh. Did she know you were kinky? Is that why? Or oh, was yeah. It, oh, we would never uh, go okay. to a, <laughs> I was, um, okay. a I was like, wow, this therapist <laughs> is really like pulling something out of left field. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. We, we really, um, uh, yeah, we went to a kink work therapist. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a really, I think it was a really thoughtful um, suggestion on her part, actually. Um, we both read the book, um, Unequal by Design, which is about, uh, relate, like relationships and power dynamics. And, uh, we each read it. We highlighted the parts that like we really liked. And the thing that just sort of kept coming back to it with us was we always want to 
make the implicit explicit in our relationship and a dynamic just takes that one more step um it's a for us it's a framing that allows our priorities to sort of match up with the flow of our lives and i feel like that sounds kind of like woo woo (laughs) but it's like but it's genuinely like oh i i want to keep up my uh exercises that I had to do in PT after I gave birth. I want to make sure that I keep those in my routine. How do I do that? I like I want to I want to be more present with my kids in the morning and be more awake. How do I do that? I sort of using the disciplinary dynamic as a way of as a tool of framing like the steps towards the goal. Um yeah. It, it works for us, but also, like, I think we're pretty thoughtful people. Um, we, um, we we both love a uh, expert who can tell us how to do something. Um, I don't know if that's the switch in both of us or the <laughs> strong <laughs> desire to just outsource. Um, but I think I think the dynamic for us allowed us to, like, the creation of the dynamic allowed us to look at our life, look at the areas we wanted to be different, look at the areas we wanted to protect and like gave a frame to it. Um, and it's that's, been so wonderful. That's great. And I mean, it, it's so interesting because I think I would always imagine like, oh, you know, a kinky couple, like they have this, you know, lifestyle and this dynamic. And then it's like, oh, here are the kids. Now, how do we do it? So it's really interesting to me that you actually came to your dynamic by having a family mm-hmm. you know that's that's really fascinating to me it allowed us to sort of make a set of decisions once and then we don't have to look at them again um <laughs> i feel like i'm like pretty passionate about the other thing that allows us to do the dynamic is um my husband is a complete and present partner and parent um everything i do he can also do mm-hmm. um there might be certain things that i do better so i do them um but like <laughs> he actually does 50 percent of the chores he actually does 50 percent of the parenting even though i'm a stay-at-home parent like he's still um i that's actually okay <laughs> that's gonna make it sound like he never rests we, <laughs> he, he prioritizes that we get the same level of rest he prioritizes time with our children like active parenting time with our children um and uh he prioritizes doing at least one either pick up or drop off at school for our kid every day so that the teachers know he's there too um that's amazing and it's like you know yeah. again i feel like what people might think, you know, a DD relationship looks like, especially if you're reading CDD blogs, um, you know, would, I think you might imagine that it would be unequal, right? And I'm not saying that it, it is equal in all areas. It sounds like you guys decided on, you know, on those things, but, mm-hmm. um, but you are both obviously very equal partners in these decisions mm-hmm. and in your parenting, um, mm-hmm. which is, it's just really cool, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. We, one of the things that we did for our dynamic was, you, <laughs> I feel bad for this author because I have recommended her to several kinky friends 
And I know for a fact the author did not plan to use this tool this way, but you know, hey, it looks available. <laughs> yeah. um, the book Fair Play and the Fair Play Method was amazing at showing uh, my husband the mental load that goes into running a house. And so things like Christmas magic, taking a lot of time, extra time, me, him knowing like, okay, during the month of December, because Sam has to, and I'm going to phrase this, Sam has chosen to do all of the Christmas shopping, do all of the wrapping, do all of the extra scheduling, manage all the extra things that go into school during the month of December, all that stuff. I am going to take on some of her some of the chores that she usually does and like that to me is a perfect example of like we made the decision once and we don't have to do it again yeah that is Um, amazing i have i have a vanilla friend who you know was just complaining about that christmas magic thing and like how basically useless her husband is you know what i mean and like doesn't notice right has no awareness of that she's doing like 800 times the amount that she would normally be doing um and yeah I just love it that like this that like that the thing we do like helps you with this I I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it's so great and also like how we use it for things like self-improvement and how you were talking about you know getting enough sleep and getting you know the (laughs) things that you need to do like I mean it's kind of the best you know whatever like accountability tool Mm -hmm. I mean if, if you're kinky obviously I'm not recommending that vanilla people suddenly are like getting spankings but (laughs) (laughs) but we're lucky that it works for us I guess is what I'm saying I think I think for us from a parenting perspective okay so I went into my relationship with my kinky but non-spanko partner with I was out I knew what I wanted from a relationship I knew what I was I knew the areas that I was willing to compromise I say compromise like I I I knew I knew the what I was willing to live with long term um, when we started dating, um, and I knew I wanted kids. I knew I wanted my life and the life with a partner to sort of look a certain way, and so I don't have a lot of expertise or like a view of what it would look like to come into spanko self-knowledge after I had children. But I do know that things like, okay, it's really important to us both to have a life that has the bandwidth and the flexibility where we can prioritize our adult sexual fulfillment. And because we both had that going into having children it sort of focused a lot of our parenting decisions, like our overarching parenting decisions. Like, um, we wanna we wanna make sure we have a community locally where we can do things like swap kids. I was, I was that's, that's exactly what I was gonna ask. I was like, since we're there, how do you yeah. do our very loud activity with your young children in the in the home? Especially because it seems like you don't like the quiet activities. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Um, so for us, um, 
there are some quiet activities that we enjoy. Um, but for us, it was like, okay, well, we moved out to the suburbs and we got a house with a master or primary bedroom on the opposite end of the house. Nice. We um, did genuinely, we are like near-ish a busy road and we like used that to be like, we really want some extra soundproofing. <laughs> um, white noise machines are amazing. Um, but for us, it's a lot of, um, there's like, there's extra planning that goes into it. Yeah. Where do you, um, uh, where do you hide the implements? We have a, uh, baby proofed drawer in our dresser. That's just like the middle drawer of a dresser. Uh, those magnetic locks. Mm-hmm. Um, the magnet is hidden in a different drawer and you can take it out and you can open it. Um, so we have implements like easily hidden there. Um, and I think we have only forgotten to put them away once. <laughs> and embarrassingly, it was not my child that found it, but it was my actual father. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I wasn't thrilled, but whatever. <laughs> my dad didn't say anything and just was like okay um, <laughs> wait what what can you what was it like a paddle or uh-huh. oh god uh-huh oh, yeah right. yeah there's like a whole thing it was yeah i still kind of want to die when i think I, see this is the thing when people are like oh if you're into embarrassment no i am not into this kind like, exactly no that's this no. Yeah. yeah that's the bad kind yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but so for us like the reality for us it has been like a long scene with a lot of headspace. Um, we end up like wanting to do date night swaps with friends where we'll take their kids one night and do like a movie night craft, like do a play date, give them a date night. We'll swap for ours. Um, we also just are like happening to be a little lucky that we're in a tourist area and I have like flags up for, um, like day and hotel deals. Um, We have babysitters from the local college that we use um, like that kind, like that kind of stuff. You just sort of have to like make the time to do it. Um, But I think for us, because being a Spanko and spanking is so important to our connection as a couple. um, (laughs) It means we're like pretty militant about um, sleep hygiene for everyone in the family. Right. Um, like from a very young age, uh, like getting good sleep, getting that sleep routine, getting that. Like we are just like really, really militant about it. Um, happily, this is like backed up by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um but for us, it's a lot of, like, late night stuff, which is difficult for me because spanking wakes me up. So we have to do a lot of, like, okay, the kids just went down. Now we have to play. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, but I, it just sort of, like, shifts your routine a little bit. Um, shorter scenes are a lot easier. Um, having friends that you're out to who can test on the other side of a wall uh yeah, what the, it sounds the, like the clap we call that the clap <laughs> test <laughs> you've done that yeah, we've totally done the clap test yeah. um <laughs> i'm trying to th- i think for us it's a lot of 
um, using the flexibility of our schedules, because luckily we do have a lot of flexibility, but I feel like because we went into having kids, knowing we, like, this was going to be a priority for us, it helps with some of the decision making about how you're going to, like, how your child's schedule is going to look, or, um, Honestly, it made it a much easier priority for me, especially when I was feeling some like social anxiety with meeting other moms. Um, but it was kind of like, no, you need to do this. There was that extra push. Right. Um, I think I, I said it before, but like I remain very, very grateful for my kink because I feel like I could have stayed in fundamentalist Christianity if it hadn't been for my kink. I was like, I couldn't stay in that community because I couldn't be myself. Which and is so it's interesting. I'm curious, like, did you ever consider like, because I often wonder, like, are there people in that community who are kinky and that's how they like express it is because they can be in a DD relationship or is that just like too fucked up? I mean, I, I mean, I know for, uh, us the way the three of us think it would be but do you know what I mean like, yeah did, did that ever occur I, to you when you were younger or yes and I think statistically when I realized the likelihood that I would be with someone who was a sadist who didn't respect consent yep was too high right um I um like meant I couldn't stay yeah Um, no that totally makes sense but it's just interesting because I I have wondered about like if you were kinky in that community because it's sort of like well there's an opportunity to practice your kink but of course as you say like it's not in a great way it's in a way that is very dangerous that you could because you're not you're never going to be given the consent and the control that we have in our relationships and I also like but I also grew up with a culture of if you caught your husband consuming porn that was a divorceable offense oh wow um so like that um that kind of shame uh and frankly just too high of stakes um i i think does a lot for people and does a lot that that kind of pushing down those desires um yeah isn't, isn't great. No, isn't healthy. it's not great. And uh, along those lines, before we run out of time, I'm curious, yeah. like, have you thought about how are you going to talk to your kids about um, sex and consent? And like, do you think you'll bring up kink? Not that you need to come out to your kids, but just, you know, have you thought about so, that? Um, yeah, I definitely have. I think, um, I think sex ed is sort of lifetime education. Um, it's about staying, I think, age age appropriate. So for us, it's right now with my five year old. It's a discussion about like who gets to touch bodies. Yep. Who get how we get to touch them? How, um, uh, like reminders about, um, like yeah. I think I think it's I think it's starting those conversations about consent at a young age um 
we kind of make it a policy in our family that we only ask for consent with t- with touching your kids on things that they can actually revoke consent upon. Right. Um, I know some, I know it's like very in vogue right now to have people be like, oh, I asked my child for consent about diaper changes. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> they can't do like, they can't say no. Um, so I, I think we try to, we try to focus it uh, that way with my five-year-old I mean I, he saw mommy's belly grow um, so he's asked questions about where do babies come from um, we've answered them scientifically accurately as he's asked them um, but I think for for us it's a conversation about um, it's, it's a conversation about consent it's a conversation I, Frankly, I'm more concerned about the conversation about porn. Um, I, I, sex work is real work. I think it's so valid and I love the amount of variety that exists. But the internet in, you know, five years when I have a 10 year old is going to be really different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also sort of keeping on top of that so that I know what to talk with my kids about. Um, I, my mom used to say parents have a right not to know certain things about their children. Um, and I, th- I think she still holds to that. So, which is part of the reason why I didn't completely die when my dad found a paddle. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of think that, that, that goes both the same way. Like my kids, as they get older, have a right not to know about like the intricacies of how their dad and I have negotiated our relationship. Yeah. I hope they see that we're happy. I hope they see that we are, we love and respect each other. And I hope they see that we're well matched. Um, and, and like, I hope that's what they want. If they want a relationship, um, that's a, about as far as it goes. Yeah. But I think, no, that's, I think that's great. I think that that's, that is a great, yeah. great way to approach it. And yeah, exactly. If they, whatever come to you with questions and to be open and whatever but yeah agreed like I just think because I do have a child Mm -hmm. and I mean I didn't practice my sexuality when he was younger Mm -hmm. so it didn't come up but like same thing like I don't he doesn't need to know every detail but um you know I just again try to be open about things do try to talk about things like consent um pornography etc you know and be open to any questions that might come my way yeah yeah so and and I, I just, I think, I think the thing for both Phil and I has been, if something is a priority for you, if something is a priority for you as a parent to function and to like thrive, like it ends up needing to be a priority for your family. So if you have to like carve out space, carve out time, carve out energy so that you can do that thing, like that is an okay way to spend resources. And I think that took me a while to fully embrace. I felt the mom guilt of like, yeah. I need to be doing this. Um, it's too selfish. And I feel like, yeah, yeah and you feel selfish. And I think the thing for me was, I feel like a better parent. I feel like I'm more present. Yep. I feel like I'm more engaged. I feel like I'm more patient. Yeah, if you're giving up a huge part of yourself to be a parent, then you can't be as engaged and present and yeah. good of a parent. So I, I think that that's absolutely true, whether it's, you know, for your sexuality or for something else. But yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, we are running out of time. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Did you have anything else, Rex, before we wrap it up? I don't think so. This has been a really interesting conversation. It'd be, I don't have a lot to contribute because I, I don't have children. So, But I think, yeah, um, any l- listeners who, you know, are interested in practicing DD, I think it was just a really good topic to approach. Yeah, it was because very interesting. Depending on wh- where you are in your time of life, like that's, that's really going to affect it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, having having people, having a community that support you in as much capacity as you have to like invest in the community is a good, it's a good way to spend time. And I feel like it's fulfilling. So yeah, no, we're very yeah. lucky to have our community, to have each other. It, this yeah, is, we really are. It's great. It's so great to have people to talk to. And on a like perfectly practical note, um, noise canceling headphones as a parent are an amazing, <laughs> amazing investment. I know a lot of parents love the loop, but I am an over the ear girl, and um, sips and smacks is how I do dishes. Oh, yeah, so just like Aww. put you two on in my noise canceling headphones that my children cannot hear, and I can do my dishes, I can putter, and I can, uh, it is an, it is an excellent practical, uh, that is a very practical tip. Thank you <laughs> for yes. letting parents know how they can listen to our podcast. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, Rex, do we have any business matters to go over before we um, I don't think that we do. We did just have, like, just before we started recording, we did just have a suggestion from one of our Patreon subscribers saying that they should vote. They should be allowed to vote on what we drink for an episode. Oh, and I thought that was kind of cute. I think that's great. Yeah. Once we get past <laughs> yeah. dry January, absolutely. I, I would, yeah, I would be yeah. down for that because there's not much. I'm trying to think like there's nothing that I won't drink. I mean, I'll try anything <laughs> once. <laughs> so yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Which actually brings us to what we, what we want to plug. Um, So we have an Instagram account, um, Sips and Smacks, A-N-D. Um, that Adalia runs very well. I mean, I wouldn't say very well, um, but sure. I, I post when we you have a new episode. Here. Thank I'm you. I'm giving you praise. Thank you. I, I'll take the praise. I'll take the gold star. <laughs> uh, and we have a Patreon, Sips and Smacks, um, which gets you access to the Discord server. Um, and I mentioned it last episode, why we have it behind a paywall, but it is a dollar a month if that is something that you can um, swing. I, I understand that, you know, that, that is a privilege to ask for that. So, um, but if you are interested, you can always join us there. You can always reach out to us in any way, shape, or form, not just through Patreon or Discord. If you don't want to do it that way, you can email us um, sipsensmacks yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, again, yep. that's the A and D sipsensmacks. And yeah, we'd love we'd love to hear from you. We welcome any questions, topic suggestions, uh, anything you'd like to tell us. So, and I think that's it. That's it. Until <laughs> next time, behave yourselves. And we'll try to. <laughs> yeah.